Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 80. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And if you're in Toronto, welcome to winter, my friends. Here we are for the next six months. I think we had like a three-week fall this year. I mean, we did get in a nice extended summer, but that snowstorm last week sucked. It felt surreal because it felt way too early. But, you know, it is what it is. We live where we live. And the show must go on. The Adamantium podcast is on. Rain or shine or snow. And today we've got a wicked episode for you. We've got a double dose of Northern Irish artists on this podcast. We've got Foy Vance and Ryan McMullen in our first double feature episode since I think the third episode. I'll fill you in on how that came to be in a moment. Uh, We've had an abundance of British and Irish talent on the show recently, which has been awesome. People, (laughs) bands from my, my parents' hometowns, very, very surreal. Foy was excellent. I had the interview set up with Foy. Again, like Tudor Cinema Club, was so surprised that my mom came from the same town of Bangor, Northern Ireland. Foy is a magical... Uh, folk bluesy type of artist reminds me very much of a, a Van Morrison and just super down to earth guy had a great chat with him you'll hear in the opening bit it's a little kind of funny but also kind of awkward I brought up a story that my my mom was recently back in Ireland in August and her and her sister my aunt thought they saw Foy at a park where there was like a Blondie tribute band playing he says he wasn't there but my aunt still insists that it's him so we'll get to the bottom of it eventually I'll hound Foy about it next time if we get him on the podcast again but yeah great chat with Foy thank you again for for joining me and uh, how Ryan McMullen came about was I had actually mentioned to Foy we were talking about the amount of talent that's coming out of Ireland at the moment and I had said, there's this this young kid up and coming. His name is uh, Ryan something. I couldn't remember. And he said, oh, yeah, Ryan McMullen. He said, he's here. He's he's my opening act. He's like, do you want to talk to him? So uh, I we did actually a, basically an off-the-cuff interview with Ryan McMullen. At first, I was a tad nervous because I didn't have anything prepared. But in the end, it was actually kind of more freeing and liberating because we could just really have a, a laid-back conversation with no pressure on it at all. And not that I feel pressure when I when I do these interviews. The podcast is completely for myself. I'm not hired by anybody to do it. It's all done by my own free will. I can ask them what I want. But, you know, I do work with a lot of publicists and management companies and it is their clientele that I'm that I'm interviewing. So, you know, if I have a bad interview, then my likelihood of them calling me back up is is slimmer, so I do have a reputation to withhold. But in this one, it was just all, it was like kind of, it was all, it was a free-for-all, so it was kind of nice just to sit back and chat, have nothing prepared, and we kind of just went from scratch, and it was uh, really kind of cool. I actually ha- almost had more fun with it. So thank you again to both Foy Vance and Ryan McMullen for coming on the show. I can't wait to share it with you. There's just, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but there's just something so charming about the Irish, and I love having people from, you know, my heritage on the show. So I met up with Foy and Ryan at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre here in Toronto. Foy released two new albums this year, actually. The first one's called From Muscle Shoals, and the second one's called To Memphis. They're really cool. They're kind of this collection of songs that Foy has kind of kept in the back seat for a number of years, um, which you'll hear more about in the interview. But let's do the Adamantium Recommends segment of the podcast, and that's five songs recommended by myself in case you are looking for some material, some songs to listen to by the artist. Starting with Foy Vance, and I always like to start with a new song. So from his new album to Memphis, I recommend the song The Strong Hand. Then from his 2016 album, The Wild Swan, which is personally my favorite Foy Vance album, I recommend the song She Burns and the song Burden, which was recently covered live by Keith Urban. Then going back to 2013's album, Joy of Nothing, I recommend the song Guiding Light, which features Ed Sheeran, as well as the song You and I, which features Bonnie Raitt. And then for Ryan McMullen, he actually hasn't released a full-length album yet, but he's got a few EPs and a number of singles out there, so enough that we can still give some recommendations. I recommend the songs Oh Susanna, Bowie on the Radio, Belfast City, Hello Darlin', and his latest single, Rebellion.
And there you have it. But before we get into the interviews, if this is your first time listening to the Adamantium podcast, maybe you're from Northern Ireland and you're checking out, you heard Foy Vance's on this show, so you're checking it out. First of all, thank you very, very much for tuning in today, and I hope that you will tune in again someday. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and we're on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. That's me. So follow along, shoot me a message, which episodes you like, which you don't like, what I could have done better, who you would like to hear on the podcast sometime, and uh, I love hearing all of it. But enough babbling. Let's get into today's episode, episode number 80, featuring Foy Vance and Ryan McMullen, right here on the Adamantium Podcast. Enjoy, be safe, have fun, stay warm, and we will see you next week. Have you... Uh, have you been spent much time in Toronto before? Yo, I, yeah, I've been coming here for for ah. years. I don't remember the first time actually, but see, that's the uh, uh, yeah, definitely wasn't as hip the first time I came. No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. we've 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 upped yeah. our game. Yeah, in the last the last few years, ever since since kind of Drake took over as ambassador of the city, there you we've, go. Got, we've upped our cool points. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I would usually spend time in the is it Queen Elizabeth. Uh, this is the Queen Elizabeth. No, the uh, the road, or is it Queen Island? Street? Queen Street is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The Queen one that's the hip area, the Rivoli Ballroom, or, yep. or the Rivoli, yep. the Rivoli. Pool? Yes, uh, yeah, that's on Queen Street. Yeah. Next to the Horseshoe. Yeah, I just know the Pool Room. Yeah, yeah, it's a good spot. Killer spot. Yeah, I was actually just in your hometown a few oh, yeah. months back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mom's from Bangor. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a trip! Your mom's yeah. from Bangor. Yeah. Yeah. And whereabouts in Bangor? Uh, I'm not. I can't remember the street where she grew up, but uh, when we go back, because she moved here in her 20s, but when we go back, my aunt, we stay with my aunt who's on Ward Avenue. Oh, yeah. Backs on to Ballyhome Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just there in May for my cousin's wedding. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I just met last month with Tudor Cinema Club, and it blew their mind, too, because then for them, they're my age, too, so... My cousins went to the same grammar school as them and everything. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Small world, eh? <clears throat> What's your mom called? Sandra Ferguson. Ferguson's her maiden name. Okay. So Harrison. Okay. She goes by Harrison now. Yeah, but Ferguson. But she left a long, long yeah. time ago. But yeah, I know. Wild. Isn't it? Yeah. She actually... Maybe I will ask. She, she, she's t- she was just there in August for another wedding. And she messaged me one night. And she's like, I think I just saw Foy Vance. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she was at an event at a park somewhere, and there was, like, a Blondie tribute or something. A Blondie tribute? Yeah, a Blondie tribute band playing, and she's like, I think I see Foy Vance dancing, or something like that. And I was like, I don't know. No, I don't think that was me. Don't think so, yeah. No. She's like, I'll ask him if it was him, and I was like, I'm not going to ask, I only have half an hour. But I can't so. see me going to a Blondie tribute game. Yeah, well, I don't think they purposely and, went and, either. I think yeah. it just happened to be there while... They and if there, I was yeah. at said gig, I can't see me dancing. Dancing to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Blondie was there, yeah. Debbie was there, I'd probably dance. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, funny. I definitely would. You know what? She was the first <laughs> woman that I think I had any sort of sexual feelings for. She was your first I was re- age. I was really young. What age would I have been? Maybe seven or yeah. eight. I, I remember, I, I didn't know that yeah. that's what the feeling was. I just knew that every time she was on top of the pops, I felt sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just felt t- really sick. It was like, oh, she just made me feel ill. Yeah. I uh, realized later on well, you know, it's a good type what that of feeling Ill. led to. It's a good type of ill. <laughs> yeah. Blondie. Yeah. So that's your first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Small world. Very small world. Damn. I know. I, I like to go back every couple of years. There was a while I hadn't been back. But it's beautiful. I love it there. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I don't get to go back as much as I'd like. It's yeah. just because, you know, time and then yeah. the other commitments or whatever. But Where are the... Is there any... Where are the spots you like to hang... Well, maybe I shouldn't say that in case people go looking for you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? Yeah. For, you know, ever since... Uh, 
releasing that song Banger Town. I think people know exactly where to find me. Yeah, I'm right. You know, in fact, I can feel these bar. Yeah, you know, so Two Door Cinema Club mentioned too. Yeah, is that there's a place they mention too because they serve Guinness at room temperature or something rather than that's cold. Feel these, that's uh, it. and they well they serve they serve a slow Guinness they call it. okay so it's like a longer pour yeah. Um, which is technically hopefully yeah. we don't get fealties in trouble or whatever. Yeah, so I know. Do you know what? All, all standard. Yeah, that's right. They don't do that anymore. They don't. No, oh, no okay. they don't do that anymore. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks again for for doing our. Oh, our my podcast. pleasure, man. Glad pleasure. to have you on here. Um, I've been a, a a big fan since the the Wild Swan album. So when I heard you releasing so much music this year, I was pretty excited. Killer. I reached out to the guys at Warner right away. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about those albums yeah. for sure. Um, so we had two albums this year, um, from Muscle Shoals and to Memphis. Um, and so my first question is, what what made you want to release these albums separately throughout the year rather than say as a compilation or a double album? Um, <clears throat> well, they're about to get pressed to vinyl okay. as, a, as a double album. As a double album from Muscle okay. Shoals to Memphis. Yeah. Um, as ever with me, uh, it's a, a sort of a nice mishmash of default and design. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you make plans for to do things, and and then you know, cause and effect. Other other things happen. You know, mm-hmm. and you respond to that. So uh, that's kind of how these records came to be. I suppose the short story is, I got off the road in uh, November 2017. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was the first time in over 20 years I hadn't didn't have any more tours in the diary because it was time to go home, be at home for a while. I had a really busy two years. It was away eight months of the year. and I'd had a child in that time. Mm-hmm. And my other daughter was just starting exams. It's, you know, so I mean, it was time to go home. So I was at home going to the studio every day, you know, clocking in and clocking out like a plumber, you know, just going, okay. getting at it uh, Monday to Friday um, and trying to get some sort of uh, practices in place, you know, start writing again. And um, uh, one of the practices was to kind of go through old songs, correlate them, see if there's anything of worth there, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe I could send to someone else or, you know, just make sense of it, just doing, uh, you know, housekeeping stuff right. uh, with my tracks. And in doing that, you know, songs collected into little, you know, uh, families. And a couple of those were labeled Soul and Americana. Right. Very crudely. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just really crude, kind of. And that's kind of soulish. That's sort of Americanish, flicking. But they both kind of, especially Americana, it racked up. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a good, good collection. Yeah, I got like you know thirty songs in there that was going. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it's, that I've never done anything with, and nothing will ever happen with unless I do something. With, you know what I mean? With them, yeah. Unless I do something with them, they're just going to sit in my hard drive doing nothing. So then the idea was conceived to go and do two EPs. You know, go and record five songs at uh, Muscle Shoals, you know, sort of soul songs, mm-hmm. and then go to Sam Phillips Recording Studios in Memphis and record five songs there. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Uh, and we got uh, we got six songs in Muscle Shoals, and just the feeling was right. And also, the the Americana songs were kind of I don't know. I want to say, in my mind, easier to capture mm-hmm. than the soul ones. You know okay. what I mean? Um, so I was going into it with this really kind of good feeling. Uh, and transpired, yeah, it was, I, I was right. That good feeling was a premonition because it was just uh, sort of ran effortlessly, mm-hmm. you know, the whole session. We recorded 11 songs in the two days. And on day three, we mixed them all and we sat at the end of that night and listened through it. And both Matt Rossbang and I, and I think a couple of others that were sitting around listening with us, uh, were like, well, that sounds like an album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's an album. Yeah. And I sent it to, you know, the folks at the label, my manager and Ed Sheeran, who's like the spearhead of my label, or, you know, the this subsidiary of the label. And he got back to me and said, this is this is great. Yeah, this should be an album, but you should go back to Muscle Shoals and record another four songs and release two albums. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it was just kind of, it was just sort of a constantly evolving plan. Uh, and was one was one of them meant to be more Americana and the other one more soul, or was it kind of just? Yeah, yeah, very much so because yeah. you know the the thing the idea was to play 
played to the room. You know, the, or, you know, these old recordings. The rooms are the fifth beetle. Right. The rooms that they recorded in are, right. are the okay. fifth beetle. You know, the sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to get that uh, land of a thousand dances sound, yeah. you just got to go to fame. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, so had you always? Was it always the plan to go? Like had, when you now have mm-hmm. all this, you have your your home now. Mm-hmm. And you started going through these songs. Did you know from the beginning this is where I want to go and this is where I want to record it? Yeah. You had it already from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, just because that's uh, that sound, you know. Yeah. And history. because, to be honest with you, to be quite truthful, it was a mixture of, you know, my manager going, look, you're going to be off the road for ages. I know what you're like. As soon as you're off for a bit, you're not going to come back for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can we at least release some music or something? Right. You know, like, let's keep something going. Um, Did it make you nervous ha- not having dates? No. No? Okay. No, it felt utterly liberating. Oh, yeah? Yeah, completely liberating. Yeah, I loved on the it. road that much time, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Well, I really, like... I, I love playing live. Yeah. You know, there's something about that when you, um, you know, when you're everyone's there just for that one moment mm-hmm. and you're all there for the same reason and there's, there's that, that sort of feeling of unity that you get. Yeah. You know, you're when, sharing that moment. Do you know what I mean? It's a collection of people. Yeah, it's kind of a wild, that's a really wild trip and it's a beautiful trip and I love it and, I, uh, you know, I do love it but I also love my wife. Mm-hmm. and my kids and I love songwriting mm-hmm. you know and songwriting certainly for me I, I'm sure other people are other ways but for me you know I need time I need mm-hmm. downtime I need quiet time a lot of alone time you know what I mean had you had another tour or whatever do you think the next album would have been something completely different from uh, what it is oh yeah oh yeah you wouldn't have had that time to go through if I had carried on tour well I I didn't, uh, yeah, I just, I just wouldn't have released a, an album. I mean, I've got plenty of songs there that yeah. I could make an album with, but right. nothing that feels like... You needed that time. That's to, coherent, you know what gotcha. I mean? And, and I think, you know, I've got a collection of songs now. I'm working on, on the next album yeah. as we speak, you know. Uh, uh, well, a few, actually. I'm going to go back and do some more of the, you know, two days recording, one day mixing projects just because they're fun. Right. Um, But I'm working on the next album now, but it's just, you know, uh, releasing a studio album in that way way feels different somehow to those other two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you have have it planned out where you think you'll record the next one? Uh, At the minute, I'm just chipping away at my own studio, you know, and and I'm building... Where's your studio? In London. Okay. Yeah, well, I share a studio with an artist called Plan B. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's a great spot, killer spot, and so I map everything out there, and uh, and then if it needs re-recorded elsewhere, gotcha. then I'll go and do that. But like I say, that's more a long grass product. Right. You know what I mean? I'm taking my time with that because mm-hmm. I want to. There's a few songs that I think are missing. Right. Um, and I'm enjoying trying to find them. It's quite Good. exciting. But to get back to uh, your question, so sense about the uh, oh yeah, the reason for these EPs. It was a mixture, like my manager going, like, let's get music out. But for me, I wanted to pick these places because I wanted to go as a fan. Do you know what I mean? And go and experience this. And it it was passion play for me. You know what I mean? This was just pure uh, a passion project. Sorry, you know. um, And I I actually, when I was doing the reads, I read a list of some of the artists that have recorded out of Muscle Shoals and mm -hmm. stuff. So I I imagine it's like going to see Abbey Road or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think, as someone who comes from a country with so much rich history of its own, where do you think your love of Americana-style music kind of came from? I'd say a a mixture of things. Um, One, I grew up around it in the house. Okay. Um, We actually lived in Oklahoma, Canton, Oklahoma, from when I was eight months old until I was about five, something like that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, less impacting on me, more my older brothers and my parents, but they all got, you know... Are they musicians too? Uh, no, 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 okay. not at all. No, oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, music was—we're all music lovers, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Do you think there's a connection? And my dad was a—he was a great guitar Guitarist? player and a great singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's a connection between like Americana culture 
in Irish culture? 100%, man. Yeah. It's, it came from the melting pot yeah. of all these cultures that, that right. melted, you know, uh, and that music came out of, and Irish was part of that, Scots were part of that, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's it's not a million miles for... It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel terribly different to yeah hmm. to uh, you know uh, rich music that you'd hear back right. in Ireland. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of similarities. I suppose is what I'm saying when you're listening to yeah. style music back home. Well, I mean, you, I mean, there is um, you listen to something like Van Morrison, similar yeah. kind of feel, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sure, my dad was a big fan of Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was from my dad was from Sandy Row. Was Belfast. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came over a lot younger though, because uh, he he was the second oldest of ten, and wow. my grandparents wanted they, Belfast was not the best place at the time, so he came over quite a bit younger. But he went back and forth. Yeah, but he met my mom over here. Yeah. Wow, Canada, but they're both from half an hour down the road. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, recently, um, you did a, one of your own songs. It was unbelievable. You guys, you did a song with Keith Urban. Yeah. In one of your shows, tell me, tell me a little bit about that. How did you guys get connected? And that was uh, the guy that connects me to most people at okay. the minute is Ed Sheeran. Right. Know? Okay. Uh, so, because um, everyone, any anytime he's playing somewhere, people want to go and see him, right? Of you course. Know? Yeah. And and they come out and and he tends to just. Uh, tell him, you yeah. know, here, come on, listen to Foy. He's, he's, a, he's a real ambassador. Uh, so he had mentioned me to Keith, and then Keith had a couple of hours off one day in London, was cycling around his bike, and had the headphones in, just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on shuffle or whatever. Uh, and then he got back to the... Ho- this is how he, t- he told me this story. Okay. He got back to his house, and um, or where he was staying, and... I thought, well, I don't know what this guy looks like. So he went onto YouTube, and then he found a clip of Burden, and it was right. that version of Burden, I think, that... That he wanted to do. Yeah, he was like, oh, hang on, that... And he clicked with it, and all of this happened without my knowledge. Yeah. All I know is I woke up one morning, and my phone was just going off the hook, you know. Yeah. going, what on earth happened? And it's, he had just played it at the, the, the Country Awards, the ACM yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the night before, you know. And I didn't. I didn't know anything. Yeah. About it. I was very great. I'm very grateful he did. You know. Yeah. I love that. I'm you know, kidding, that's yeah, that's that's something in, in sort of country tradition, country music tradition that I love. You know, like the kind of the sort of honoring of songs. Yeah. That's a really big thing. Even like you know, uh, now there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that if they take if they take uh, a song from a couple of writers, even if they haven't written it. I'm the artist, so I'll take a cut or whatever. Right. That doesn't happen so much in the country world, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if they take a, if they take someone that's written it, or a song from this, you know, that that's it. It's their song. I'm the singer. But I pick that. I love it. It's old school. It's kind of, uh, uh, it's good camaraderie. Yeah. In in that world. Yeah. When it comes to songs. So then, did you guys just happen to be in the same city at the same time? Well, it was for Americana Fest. Oh yeah, so as the was, as the one he came up and played. Yeah, so was he playing there uh, as well, or no? He was just in town. Wow, he was in wow. town. Uh, yeah, I think he's in that town a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was doing the gig. Yeah, and actually I didn't even know about it. it was my manager. I, I, it must have been sorted out behind. Yeah, that he you know that he was coming. Then when I heard he was coming, I was like, Oh, you're coming tonight? He's like, Yeah, absolutely. Bring my bring my guitar too. Yeah, and, you know, so he's uh, and it's and I mean it was. Like, send shivers down your spine listening oh, to him. Wow. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's incredible, man. He is. A, he's t- very talented. Yeah. Whether he's, you're a country music fan or not, he's you know he's yeah. an appreciated talent in there. Yeah, we we, we wrote uh, him and I wrote as well. Mm-hmm. And it yeah? was yeah. What was that experience like? Incredible because yeah. he uh, just about everything that he played in the guitar. I was like, well, that that's that right. Works. That's right for that. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, he's like, no, no, maybe not that, maybe not that, maybe this and that. But everything he did, he's just yeah, sort of endlessly inventive. Yeah, and talented. And, you know, like he's a he's a really uh, yeah, I left very inspired. Had you were you familiar with his music before uh, or not? No, yeah, on, uh, I was familiar that's of his his name. You know, obviously, that sometimes I think is the most kind of amazing experiences when you're not so familiar with someone and then. 
they creep into your life and yeah. all of a sudden, wow, here's a whole new bucket yeah. of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just the, he's just a whole new bucket of soul, you know, yeah. he's kind of, he's, he's an inspiring guy. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Just intensely musical, yeah. <laughs> really, really musical. And I mean, that's I mean, and, and not not just Keith Urban. I know I've seen that you've worked with Pete Townsend and uh, I think Elton John at one point, and even Ed. Yeah. You know, is there ever you ever have to wake up and pinch yourself? You know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm I'm here at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's funny when you say it when you say it in a sentence like yeah, that. Yeah, of course it's. You know what I mean? Uh, that's uh, it. But all those all those things all happen. Uh, you know, it's like. I don't know. Nobody wants to fall and cut their eye, but the second you fall and cut your eye, you deal with the, f- the fact that you fall and cut your. You know what I mean? Right, you you get on with whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the same in that. You know, I remember hearing, oh, uh, did Elton? Did he email me? Oh no, just oh, Elton would like you to come to dinner at his house. <laughs> was like, okay. There, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's dinner at Elton John's uh, house like? Uh, super cool. <laughs> yeah. He's it's just, not like dinner at Granny's. Like, no, he was just—he he's another incredible energy to yeah. be around. You know, he's here tomorrow night. Actually, is he? Yeah, I'm yeah. doing three night. nights here. Oh or something. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a, a a great energy to be around yeah. too. Did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah. of course. Did, yeah. What did did you feel that it was an accurate portrayal of Belton you had met? Uh. Yeah, I think it was a. I think it was a great movie. It was a great movie. You know what I mean? Uh, so you, is it Tag? Is, is his name Tag or Taran? Yeah, the guy from Kingsman. I yeah, yeah. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, Edgerton. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taran or Ta- Tag. Edgerton. I feel bad. I forgot his name. He's yeah. he's great. Um, they they worked on a. I heard they worked on a movie. They did Kingsman. Elton John was in Kingsman, yeah. and he said there and then, "I want this guy to play me." Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, you know what the thing about the thing about. Elton, I mean, it is it is weird. I must say, thinking back that first night, you know, I did have a couple of moments going like, "Look at you sitting there eating pizza like you're not Elton John. You're yeah, Elton, yeah. You, you don't do stuff like this. What? Yeah, you know, you're. Uh, I don't know. It's you know, it's just it's kind of because you you know it's, he's so iconic. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he, just like a lot of people in his position, he's pretty good at diffusing that and demystifying yeah. it right. pretty quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just gets into into you know the chats about music and yeah. there's no better man to chat to if, if the subject is music because yeah. he's an encyclopedia mm-hmm. and has played with pretty much all of your heroes yeah and has if stories he's not one of your own do you know what I mean yeah yeah. yeah and he already was my I mean you know the the thing with Elton is even if people think you know oh they don't you know I like Elton but they don't collect his records yeah. or whatever if you go to an Elton John concert yeah. It's just two hours of your life, of yeah. moments from your life. That's it, yeah. It's just song. It's incredible. The first night I, I was touring with him was in Australia, I think. Mm-hmm. It was the first night. And I just landed, a bit jet-lagged and all that. And, you know, I think it was the day after. And so we got into the venue and I got set up, did my show. And I thought, okay, I'll go out and watch the first couple of songs. Yeah. And then I'll go back, get myself packed, get back to the hotel, get yeah. a good rest and get rested up. I did not move from yeah. the spot. Right, I was yeah. bolted. I was bolted. It's just struck me because I'd never seen him live. Yeah. You know, I was a fan and all, and knew, knew his songs. You know, could sing his songs back to you, but just never got around to seeing him live. Uh, as is often the way for a lot of touring musicians, you don't get yeah. to see a lot of stuff because you're doing it yourself. Yeah. But that was uh, wow. I, I just had a real moment, and the fact that he's still delivering like that. I think he's. I think he's seventy this yeah. year. Yeah. I think this is his final yeah. tour. Yeah. I know. I know. I think he has a house here, actually, in Toronto. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think... He married David from Toronto. There you go. He's, yeah, his husband's yeah. from here. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we, we wrap it up, there was one other question, because I, um, I think you are, too. I'm a big movie fan myself. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about some of your work with Terry George. Right, yeah. Which is going back a few years. But, yeah. but you did... Uh, you composed the music for him in his Oscar-winning short. Yeah, the shore. Well, that was David Holmes and myself. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I must uh, I say David Holmes and me because his name sh- is rightfully first. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Uh, it was uh, like the sonic vision for that. It's my songs. Some yeah. of them, you know, some of them are instrumentals from David's, and some of it's just my songs that we worked on together. Yeah. But it was. Uh, but you've done a couple projects with him too, I think. Yeah. And yeah. So what was what was it like working with him and working for film? Uh, it was a. Uh, 
Well, the the first one was great because David was was on board. So right. you know what I mean. I, it was just it was him and I right, okay. in this year, and he was going. I was pretty much just learning, yeah. you know, watching because he's a master at that. You yeah. know what I mean. David Holmes is a master at that. Um, so that's what I was doing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. playing, go and sing this. Okay, go play that. Okay, you know, I was that guy. Um, and then in the next film, <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I, you were in the one of the films. Uh, yeah, I was. Well. Yeah, yeah, I was a busker, like busker at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he cut out my he cut out my only line though, because he only gave me one line. What was it? The morning ladies, uh, do you fancy a song? <laughs> and I think he cut. Uh, did I even keep that in? These three girls walked past, as they did. I says, morning ladies, do you fancy a song, or anything else for that matter? <laughs> I thought you should have kept that in. That yeah. was good. That was good improv, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he no, he was like no. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> did you ever get still like I mean, is it? Strange or kind of surreal when you hear your songs in on television or in a show. Uh, I don't. I don't. I haven't really heard them that often. No. And no. I think they've been used quite. A bit. Yeah. Do you know? I know they. I know they have, but I just suppose they're not in the films that I. Yeah, you're watching. watching. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did. There was one. Was there a film called? Was it called Warm Blood with Nicholas Holt? Okay. Uh, and he was like. He was like a half dead zombie guy or something. Okay. I think was, or warm bodies, warm bodies, yeah. something like that. I was watching that on a plane once and be the song is in that. Really? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, did you know it was in it? No. Oh, so it's just and then. No, so, I was just so watching what? it in the plane and I, and I heard it and I was thinking, I know that. What's that song? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. mine. Yeah. That's yeah. mine. Yeah, it's funny you never where it can pop up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I asked the guys from Two Door Cinema Club too, if it ever happens to them. And they said same kind of thing. And he said the, the weirdest for him was the singer Alex Trimble mm-hmm. was saying that he heard it. He heard one of like their uh, like album tracks in an airport. It wasn't a single. It was just like one of the album tracks. And he said that was one of the moments rather than seeing it in a show that hit yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I've had a I've had a couple of moments. I had a moment. Uh, it's really. <laughs> it was in Belfast. Yeah. And I was out with my. Uh, my now wife, she was just my girlfriend at the time, but um, and we had a bit of a we'd had a little bit of a tiff. Okay. You know, I mean, it was nothing serious, but it was yeah, like yeah. you know we were a bit ticked off with each other. Yeah. Usually, because if if it involves me being around lots of people, mm-hmm. uh, as in having to walk around shops right. and stuff, yeah, it, you know, I can get agitated. I just don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so we were having a bit of a tiff like that, and it was, uh, but you know, yeah. We both really wanted to make up, and just as I was going up to, uh, I went up. She, I knew she was in this shop that she likes, and so I went up to find her. And as I came in, she burns started playing, uh, which is a song I wrote yeah, for her, like yeah. you know, uh, like literally as I'm walking up to her to say, "Hey, sorry about that," you know, yeah. kind of, and it came on. She was like, "Did you plan this?" this going, I swear to God, no, yeah. no, I swear. I swear I didn't. I just walked in and the universe made it happen. Yeah. It wasn't me, it was the universe. We were supposed to, God wanted us to make up. That. <laughs> what do you think about, I mean, uh, you know, you coming from Bangor and, and, and Tudor and Snow Patrol, do you think there's, uh, you think Bangor is, is there's got to be some. Yeah, it's the Guinness of Feetlies. Yeah, that's it. That makes it, you know, there's some kind of opportunity. You well, do you know that. what, man? Bangor's an interesting place. It it's is. A, it was called the Vale of Angels okay. in its past. Uh, it's where St. Patrick is said to have had his dream of okay. you know, the ascending and descending from heaven. But also, it's been the, where the Abbey is has been a monastic site since mm-hmm. the 5th century. Okay. And for 250 years there, there was a, a group of monks that chanted. Okay. Ceaselessly, morning, noon, and night in rotation. So there was constant worship. Yeah. Huh. For 250 years in the Vale of the Angels. And I, so, I, listen... I'm a big believer in music changing shit, right? Yeah. On a molecular level. Yeah. Uh, so I can't help but feel that must have done something to... I mean, that's a bit happy of me to say For, so, but why not? Yeah, you know? but it, you, it's, it's kind of People can believe whatever they want these right. days. Come on, let's get it. I'm going to believe it's that. It's kind of unbelievable out of a, a, town, a small town that size. Mm-hmm. It's so much. And, and not, Ian, not even just music Ian artists. Archer as well. There's an artist. artist. And oh, Terry Bradley. Oh, he might be from Belfast. Terry Bradley, the art, the painter. Is he from... I think, I think he's from Belfast. Yeah, but his be. shop is in Bangor. That's right, yeah. And uh, But just an unbelievable talent out of such a, you know, yeah. small town. And maybe, I mean, maybe it's because you don't have... 
you know as many options that you're focused on your art man there's another there's another guy there called Stephen McCartney okay who's uh he's incredible okay and there's another kid I heard recently from Belfast though who's real good Ryan something Ryan Ryan McMahon yeah He's he's here tonight. Where is he? Uh, he's, he was just no, there. he's real good too. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do an interview with him? I would. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. As in, like right now, I could try. No, do yeah. No, would you want to? Um, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I would. I could ask him if he's. I don't think he's sign checking yet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, we're we're just about finished. So. Killer. Yeah, before Ken cuts me off here. So. Yeah. Thanks very much. My boy. pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, are you sticking around for the show too? I, I'm, I'm planning to. Kill it. Okay, so we are here, kind of spur of the moment. Yeah. With Ryan McMullen. Hey, thanks for thanks for last minute jumping on. Oh, of doing course. a quick podcast. That's like I said, I don't have anything prepared. Prepared, but we'll it's good. Just, we can just chat then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's the best. Yeah, you know, because um, you learn. You learn for the first time. You know, there was uh, I think it was uh, what's his name. He was on CNN, a very famous interviewer, Larry. Oh, shooting myself later. You're asking old, old, old. He's an old. old he was always on scene. Anyways, but uh, one of the things I heard is he never did research. He right. just went and talked to people. Right, right. Yeah, okay. which is Larry King. Larry King. There okay. you go. Anyways, <clears throat> but, uh, uh, but I mentioned you to Foy um, because uh, we were just talking about how kind of unbelievable it is in the last, you know, 10, 15 years how much talent has come out of Northern Ireland. So yeah. I don't know if you mentioned you. My family's from Northern Ireland. Yeah, you said that uh, you were from Bangor. I'm not. I was born here. Yeah, yeah, of course. My mom's from Bangor. Yeah. And my dad's from Sandy Row. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but they met over here. Um, but I'm, I mean, one of, one thing I used to always do, and I kind of miss it now, is I used to go down to, there used to be an HMV on High Street in Bangor. In Bangor? Yeah. And is it, is it not still? It's gone now. It's gone? Because I think it was in the <clears throat> flagship, which is oh, completely yeah, yeah, shut down yeah, now, pretty yeah. much. So, but I used to love going there. This is before you know we had Spotify and anything, and I would always go and listen to what was new and what was what was good over there because I always loved like the British rock and roll scene. Yeah, and we didn't get it all here. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you if you even mention like the stereophonics here, people are like, Who, "Who's that?" Meanwhile, yeah, they sell out arenas back home. Yeah, that's <coughs> it. You know. Um, so I always like hearing about the new. Now you can just go on Spotify, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it loses its appeal. But uh, but I mean, I guess at the same time you have access to the whole music. But mm. but I heard you for the first time um, because I was back there in um, May, and it was right when they did that um, the Ward Park show. Oh yeah, Snow of Patrol course, and Patrol, yeah. Cinema Club. Mm-hmm. And I unfortunately I wasn't there. I was there. I went to London first for the weekend, and it happened to be that weekend. Uh, this my cousin had a ticket for me and everything. Shit. Okay. And I, well, and two, I'm a huge U2 fan, and apparently and Bono, yeah, Bono turned up and everything. Man, I was on the stage when that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> because they'd asked me would I get up and do a song with them, and I was like, yeah, no problem. I mean, that that'll be amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be after Bono. You followed Bono. Yeah. So it was like, I'm standing there, you know, getting ready for yeah. what I think is going to be the, the next song. Yeah. And I just turned to my right and I'm like, you're Bono. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then he just walked straight out and started singing news again. It was just kind of mad. Surreal, eh? Yeah, it was really, yeah. really mad. So was that, was that nerve-wracking after? Well, it was just like, why the fuck did they ask me to come on after Bono? Yeah, it was like because when Bono came out, the place went boom, Man, yeah, like, absolutely crazy. Yeah. and then it was like, and here's Ryan McMullen, cool. <laughs> and what what song did you do with them? Uh, "You're All I Have"? "You're All I Have." Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was so that was I watched it back because I was kicking myself after that. I went to it was just how it worked. I went home for a cousin's wedding. Cool. But I have another cousin that's in London, and it just the way the flights were and whatever, it only worked for me to go to London first. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and we actually went to All Points East, so which was the the festival there, and it was like the Strokes, oh, okay. the on Tours, oh, good lineup man. too. Yeah. But I mean, that's a real special one-off kind of show. Yeah. Snow Patrol at home, and dude. My I, cousin, uh, I gotta say, like, the, is that the biggest crowd you've played for? No, I did eighty thousand in Sydney supporting Ed Sheeran. Of course, right. But um, but it was more the. 
I went to Ward Park 1 because like I'm a huge Snow Patrol fan yeah so I went to Ward Park 1 I went to Ward Park 2 yeah and if you had told me then the next time they do this they'll invite you on the stage yeah I would have told you to get away from me you're crazy you know yeah uh, so this was, was this the this was the third time they had done it yeah that was the hat trick okay yeah. <clears throat> gotcha um, and it was them two door Foy Foy did uh, Foy play at that one yeah oh he did okay yeah um I mean, it was it was a ton. It was it was like a plethora of. It was only Northern Irish yeah. acts, and it was two stages this year. Wow. Um, but I I had just finished an American leg tour with them. Yeah. Uh, with Ed? So, no, no, with Snow with Patrol. With Snow Patrol. Um, so you were you here in Toronto when they played? They played no, the dance you know musical. I wasn't because I got really sick, and Toronto was the only gig I missed. Really? Yeah. So you were supposed to? Yeah, I was supposed to be okay. here. Um, because I had. It was said it was three days mm-hmm. in a row. I was supposed to have two of my headline shows on the days off, and they'd yeah. be here on the third day, and I had to cancel all of it. Yeah, and it was—I mean, I was just so so sick. Yeah, um, because this is my first time now in Toronto. I'd, I'd never been here really um, until yesterday. Wow. So, okay. um, but I was looking forward to it because that was—I ended up going to Vancouver on that tour. Okay. But that, that was my first time in Canada ever. Wow. So. Um, yeah, I guess I'm here to make amends. What are your first <laughs> thoughts on on Canada? Well, Canada? I came from Nashville and Atlanta, which is supposed to be really hot, and yes. it's cold and wet. Yeah. And I came to Toronto, which I heard was supposed to be cold and snowy. Yeah. And I got off the flight, and I had to take like you're, you're, layers off. You're lucky. Yeah, yesterday was really nice. Yeah. And you're lucky, because usually it is pretty cool by now. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is like Irish summer right now. I know, right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, this isn't cold at all. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, he's ripping the bag out of Toronto, saying yeah. it's cold. Yeah, that's so. With the, to go back, that's what my cousin. She, I was at All Points East, and my cousins. She had a ticket for me, and she's messaging me, saying, "Bono just turned up," and yeah. I'm like, "She's full of it, you know." Yeah. She's, and sure enough, I turn on the news that night, and they they're playing it like on in in, in London. Yeah, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" But anyways, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. pretty pretty cool. But that's so that's how I heard you for the first time because my aunt had when I eventually got to Bangor, she had recorded. Foy recorded it for me just to, so I could watch oh, it oh sorry yeah okay and so I watched it on TV and yeah. sure enough yeah oh yeah then I and then uh, I had heard of uh, then I would started looking you up on Apple Music and yeah yeah cool yeah and uh, I love what I've been hearing so far good so and congrats on, on everything that's yeah it's going well so what do you think I had I, I asked for this and I asked a month ago I met with the guys from Tudor they were here yeah and I asked them the same thing what is I mean, I asked specifically them from Bangor, but in Northern Ireland in general, it seems like there's like a plethora of talent coming out of Northern Ireland at the moment. It's uh, over know, the last. Yeah, I, I actually don't think there's ever been a change in the quantity of talent. I just think there's been a shift in people wanting to get out Recon- of it. I think recognition that the music industry doesn't come to Northern Ireland mm-hmm. as much as people like uh, Gary's a huge ad- advocate uh, from Snow Patrol. Every, everybody's huge advocates of bringing people to Northern Ireland. Mm. But it's hard to set up an industry where it's, you know, it's not mainland. So, yes. you know, it's kind of like London is it, really. Right. That's where the music is. Uh, in the UK, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they come out and seek and stuff, but mainly yeah. you have to come to London. And I don't think that was really happening for a lot of it. And I think now people have kind of switched on to it. Right. And went, no, no, we, if we want to give this a go, we got to go. Right. Um. And it, yeah, I mean, at the minute, there's such great stuff coming out, um, and long may it continue. I mean, as I said, I, I feel like it's always been there. And and I'm not we're not even just talking music. There's art artists, of course, and, every, and absolutely everything. Filmmakers, yeah. actors. Do you think? I mean, a lot of. I mean, there's so much film coming into Northern Ireland now ever since Game of Thrones. Yeah. But do you think maybe there's? I don't know. Maybe it's kind of put Northern Ireland on the map artistically. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely do. I think that we were in such a prime position about a year ago, mm-hmm. and our awful government got in the way of it, and I think that might have hindered it. Okay. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully people from you know Hollywood still see the benefits of Northern Ireland for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually can't really remember what happened. I just know that they were offered a lot of, like, that there was going to be a whole set up in Northern Ireland for yeah. this kind of thing and the government kind of just shit the bed with it. Oh. Um, 
which is not very surprising. They're no. as incompetent is as it, it come. You know, we're yeah. three years now without a government. Yeah, like right. we keep beating our own record every day in the Guinness Book of Records, the longest government, our longest country without a government. Yeah, it's pretty. So what are they at? What are they at now? Well, at the minute, uh, so there's, how long is it? there's a kind of it's kind of glorious at the minute because in two hours twenty minutes, uh, women's choice and gay marriage gets legalized in Northern Ireland. It wasn't already. No, no, really, because the government are useless and they're bigots and they're right. pretty oh. much just assholes. But um, <clears throat> to put it in a perspective, they were actually. In go- in court today, trying to repeal this happening, mm-hmm. but they they can't. You know, yeah. it's 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 just glorious. But um, yeah. I mean, I I kind of forgot what I was talking about in a sense. But yeah. what what I, I'm you know, talking about is something you're pretty passionate. Well, about. yeah. Do absolutely. you write Do you write about it in your music? No, uh, no. no I, I actually don't think they deserve any artistic okay recognition recognition or, whatsoever. Gotcha. I mean, I understand that you know, art is great to rebel. Yeah, I just think it would be a waste of time to give them right. any sense of satisfaction. The the one song that I, I remember, hearing, I think you've released it as a single now, but I only heard a live version at first. There was a song, uh, Belfast City, mm. that I think was, and I wasn't sure at first because it was only live. I was like, is this a cover or was yeah. this an original song? Because yeah. I could only find a live version, right? And then I think I heard recently yeah, that yeah, there yeah, was a, a single version. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as far as I know now, because it was it was a couple months ago, I looked it up after I got back. But there was mostly singles that had been released. Are you working on a, a, a an album at the moment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, working on an EP to come out early twenty twenty, and then the album to follow pretty much immediately. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. I, I kind of like the idea of releasing this EP because there's been so much talk of doing an album for so so long. Right. And. I don't really feel pressured, but I, I don't feel pressurized, but I do feel a bit of pressure on it, and I kind of get fed up with that. I mean, I'm not doing this because I'm, you know, told to do this. Right. I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it. So, right. um, whenever I felt that kind of negative pressure, uh, mm-hmm. I went fuck that. I'm just gonna do an EP of songs that will not be on the, the album at all. Right. Before I put out the album, because. I can do whatever I want, essentially, yeah. you know, I, I don't work. Well, it's pretty, I mean, it's amazing we live in a time that you can do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I haven't signed away any rights to anything that gives me less control over that. Okay. So, <clears throat> I just, uh, yeah, we just, I was chatting to Foy and Hammy about it, and we just all decided, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to release the EP, um, and then go for the album after that. Right after that, mm-hmm. Okay. What um, what was kind of your musical up like? Did you come from a musical family, or did you just were, uh, were you? I guess were you musical growing up, and you kind of made it. Not, did not, it on your own, not or so how? Much. So basically, my mom, my mom was an, an amazing singer. Okay, and I think she actually got offered to do. I, I don't know if it was a record deal or if it was like. Some guy was a manager and heard their band and was like, mm. I'll get you, are great, I'll give you a record deal. But my mum was pregnant with mm. my brother. Okay. So she just went, no, like family first kind of thing. Yeah. And that was kind of it. But then I grew up, sports was my thing. Okay. Uh, loved sports. Still love sports, I just can't Football play as much. Uh, hurling. Hurling, okay. Yeah. And, um... <clears throat> yeah, I can't really play it these days because if I get hit in the hands, I'm yeah, out of job. There you know? goes your career. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was my whole life, and then I kind of hurt myself, and then I couldn't get fit the way I used to be quite fit. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't really get back up to that level, so next was sort of music. Okay. Um, and I just started learning guitar, and then figured out that, weirdly, was hanging about with three guys, and none of us knew that all the rest of us played instruments. Okay. So one of them was a drummer, in fact, two of them played. One of them was a drummer, one of them was a guitar player. I was playing guitar, and we yeah. just turned to the other guy and said, do you want to learn bass? Yeah. And we just started playing covers, and uh, then we started writing songs, actually. It was really good fun, but then, yeah. you know, life comes along, and someone got a job, and someone went to university, and it just disbanded. That's you know? what I always found yeah. when I played. Was I could oh, never did you get, play? I played, I played drums. Oh, right, okay. And that was the problem I always had, was just getting four guys to commit. To commit, you know? yeah, yeah, man. Or, like, you know, someone had something come up, yeah. show up, so you have three guys this day, two guys this day, and it's like yeah. one in every 
eight practices was the full band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so kind of that was it, and then I left it actually. Mm-hmm. I went and did. Uh, I went to do a bit of traveling mm-hmm. around like Australia and stuff, and then <clears throat> came home and went. Do you know what? I'm gonna go back there, but I'm gonna go back with a, a degree and go back and get a good job. Yeah. So then I went back to university and did an engineering degree. Okay. And then it was only in my final year where I was just my head was kind of fried with maths and physics so mm-hmm. I just yeah. got creative for a second and recorded an EP with Hammy who's on drums with Foy yeah. and then Foy and Hammy came to the show that I sort of launched it like an EP launch but it was you know for no apparent reason really like, yeah okay it never had a goal it just was I'm going to do this so where, where did you put your music first like when you wrote a song did you put it on YouTube or did you put it on um, how did people first hear you well, throughout just playing in throughout town. Yeah, yeah. Throughout university, the best way I could have made money was playing through town. Playing through town. So that got me through university. Yeah. Were, were you going to university in in Belfast? Yeah. At Queens or at uh, Jordanstown? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was really. <clears throat> it was kind of amazing how it all sort of turned out. But in the end, basically, I did this EP launch. I was a hundred tickets and it sold out. I was like, yeah. oh my god, wow! And then Hammy and Foy came and then. Foy asked me, did I ever do any co-writing or anything like that? Yeah. He invited me to Scotland, and I was actually doing a gig in Scotland in five days from then. Yeah. So I ended up staying at his. We wrote Oh Susanna. Oh, right. Really? Okay. That weekend. So you wrote that with Foy? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the first song we wrote together, yeah. Wow. Um, and then from there, we just became really good friends. He invited me on tour. Yeah. Ed came to his show. He invited me on tour, and then it just spiraled. Yeah. You can imagine everyone's just Ed Sheeran just showed up on my show. It's funny because the first time I ever heard Ed Sheeran was at a Snow Patrol concert. Yeah, yeah. He opened for Snow Patrol. Yeah, here. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I remember him telling me this wonderful story about it because <clears throat> whenever I finished the tour with him, he said, whenever I went on tour with Snow Patrol, all they asked <clears throat> in return was that you pass it on. Okay. So he does it with acts now and always tells them that. Yeah. So I find it like brilliant that they told him to pass it on. He did it with me and I ended up turning with them. It was like a weird like weird trying you know, yeah. circle and came right back then, around. Then now Foy's toured with him and Snow yeah. Patrol's now toured yeah, with, with Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's mad. He likes to pay it forward, pay it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Pay it forward and back, I suppose, in yeah, the Snow case, right? Yeah. Um He's a unique case, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I same with uh, there's another artist. You know Barnes Courtney? No. Have you heard okay, very he's English. But same thing, he I think he grew up in this neighboring town to Ed. Mm-hmm. And they play they used to play at the same pub. And same kind of thing, and I think he's toured with them too. Right. Same kind of thing, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well Fair played him. Yeah. So what's uh you know, we won't keep you too long, but so what's what the, the guess the next thing is? So you got this tour with with Foy, and then is it going to be working on those EPs or in the album? Yeah, I mean, I fi- this this year wasn't supposed to be a lot of touring. Actually, we kind of okay. decided we'd take the foot off the touring gas and yeah. put it into the recording gas. Okay. And um, <clears throat> then Snow Patrol invites you on basically a world tour. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's what's you're going on tour with them? Oh, no, no this just, is before. Yeah, Sorry, just, right. It, so they invited me to do a couple of shows in Ireland and then quite a few shows in Europe. And then they invited me on the entire North American leg mm-hmm. and, and the Australian and Asian leg. Okay. And then in the Australian and Asian leg, they asked me to fill in for John McDade, who okay. had neck surgery. Right. Um so it kind of went from being like a not so busy year to blanketed okay um, and then once this tour finishes I go to I come back to Canada actually to do three headline shows oh really yeah right, do you know what the, where you're playing them I can tell you right now I know that the first one is Vancouver the next is Edmonton and the last is Toronto it's Toronto but where would the gig be yeah we can uh, we can it we'll promote is. it right here because this will be out before then. Right, it's in the Monarch Tavern. Okay, and uh, and then after that, I fly to Europe to do my headline run, and I finish so near the end busy. of yeah. And it'll be Christmas time, I bet. Yeah, and I've, it's the first year since I've started this where I've Christmas like com- December's basically off. Okay. Except for I have four Belfast yeah, shows. Get. Okay. And two Dublin shows, but they're Christmas shows. They're not like mm-hmm. they're just like 
a celebration. They're not right. You know, okay. for any other purpose than celebration. But gotcha. But right, so are you are you still living in Belfast? Yeah, yeah. Is that just, still home? Just bought a house recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. That'll always be home. Right. Because as much always. as I hate the government, I friggin' love Belfast. Belfast you know? is an amazing city. Yeah, it's it is. absolutely amazing. It is. Um, yeah, because I mean, a lot of artists either you know move to London just for their mm. career, or they move over here. That's what I heard recently. You know the Struts. Struts, no. Struts, they got uh, you know the song "Body Talks." It's always on the radio. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from England. Okay. They're bigger over here. Yeah. Which that is, was Kings of Leon. They did What's that? that. Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Yeah. They weren't that big here, or in in America, uh, as far as I know. And then they went to England, and their promoter promoted them as America's. Uh, Next. Hardest rock and roll, right. next big thing. They blew up in England, and, and then, then America. They got, then they got big up. over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Because usually, I mean, it used to be anyways the other way. You yeah, know? of course. You always now, have to. If you can't make it at home, you can't make it anywhere. That's kind right. of is always the. Yeah, yeah. So that was, um, yeah. The Struts, they're they're bigger. They are here than they are in England, and that's what. My cousin just went to see them in London, and he said, "Yeah, it's in a small venue over here, but over here they were doing two nights, and yeah, yeah, big shows. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So thinking, okay, thinking back to your university days, where you're playing, what songs were you covering when you were first starting? Snow Patrol, yeah. Ed Sheeran, Kings of Leon, it's funny, Killers, right? Full Circle. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. yeah. And what are your what are some of what are some of your favorite songs to play live right now, of your own? Oh yeah, because I was gonna say I don't really play. Any no, covers. no, of course, no, I mean, um, of your own. I don't know. I mean, Bowie on the radio is, it yeah. always makes me smile. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh, Susanna keeps coming back around on me. Yeah, you know? even though because it was the first song I officially released. Yeah. So I've played it every single gig since March 2017. Okay. And you know it kind of peaks and troughs as as for my attention. Yeah. And at the minute it's kind of up there. Uh, Letting go for a little while has been a wonderful one on this tour. Um. It seems to be the one that people have connected with most on okay. this tour, um, which is great. Do you find it you, the 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 audiences here connect with the same or different songs as back home? Uh, I don't know if this is uh, in any way representative to anywhere mm-hmm. or at all. But I'm going to say something that might just be a bit wild. Okay. I feel like whatever I put my attention into, that's what people people kind of, yeah. and I feel like. The shows kind of present that for you, mm-hmm. so maybe the first two shows you kind of figure out that song's been working, and then you put a bit of effort into to it to making on, yeah. it more of a moment. There's probably more reason behind it than yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah. So um, I feel like it's a bit of both, but for sure, if you put a bit of focus and a bit of like a bit of sugar on top of it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just explain a wee bit of it or tell the story or something. And I had no intention of really doing it on this tour, but it just kind yeah. of happened, and I guess what, that's why. Is there a, a song in particular that you're saying, like, you, that has a particularly um, important story to you at the moment? Um, I guess that one, Letting Go for a Little While. Okay. I, um, I've done a lot of turn recently, and even though that song was written at a time when I wasn't doing any turn, okay. it's, it's just about missing family. Right. Um, so it always stands true whenever I'm touring. Maybe that's mm. why it kind of works because people can sense that it's actually, yeah, you know, coming across that I am missing home. Um, it's kind of been the one that stuck out. But to be honest, just all of it, man. I yeah, I absolutely love what I do. Yeah, um, and any given moment that I get to do this, I love I what you do. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's yeah. yeah, you're very. Uh, I mean. It's it's hard. I know it's hard. Artists all the time say it's it's very hard to recognize when you're in the moment. But it is you know you're very fortunate and blessed to yeah. do what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of try and remind that to myself whenever I'm staying in uh, really shitty hotels yeah. or right. You know. Um, <clears throat> it's always funny to ask artists what they did beforehand. Mm. I mean, you're young enough that you might have you know. I did engineer, civil engineer, right. Yeah. I met, there's a guy from a very well-known Canadian punk band called The Lowest of the Low, and okay. he told me before he became a musician, he was shoveling rats out of a power plant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dead rats out of a power plant. Yeah. Right. Before he had a music career. <laughs> yeah. So. I worked in a chip shop. I worked in a store, like a shop. Yeah. I guess you would call it a grocery store. Um, Asda? No, it's Centra. Okay. Um, worked in a Centra on the Elmer Road. Uh, worked as a joiner. Okay. I used to work in the government as a civil servant. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, th- I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, let's. I'll say that will be it. But I'm pretty sure there's one other yeah. weird thing in there that yeah. is not music related whatsoever. Right, right. But what better? Uh, well, and here you are fun. now. Yeah. In Toronto, Queen Elizabeth Theatre opening for. Yeah, for Foy. For Foy Vance. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for yeah, coming Ryan, on thank here you. On, on Spur of the Moment. Yeah, Spur of the Moment is yeah. Um Thanks for the nice chat, man. It was actually absolutely. really nice. I haven't, I haven't got to chat to anybody since I've been here. There so you it was, go. It was very nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Again, we'll see you, see you next time yeah, around. See you soon, man. All right, yeah. or in Belfast. Great. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs>